Hi there. This is the PowerPoint Tribe, where our vibe is faith and our food is the word. Prepare to be strengthened and encouraged through the teachings of God's word and the ministry of the Spirit. Across Asia, India, Ikapazu Blekati Zilia Indonesia, Lefladista Blista Blastolo Blekilia Kataha, Efladiseliaka, we usher in a new dispensation, Iflato Zuplekate, for the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ in the continent of Asia. Amen. Amen. All right. One more time. I'm going to pray for two things the Lord laid in my heart. You know, before we just start teaching, we have quite a long way to go in the teaching, but it's a prayer meeting. So we'll just spend some more time just to just to pray and tabernacle and just uh, you know enjoy God's presence. All right. So we, we we are going to be praying for children and teenagers. All right. And the, the, the event of the past and the past week, you know, even during this week, you know, has been has been points to the fact that a whole lot of resources and prayers in intercession needs to be channeled. You know, towards children, towards teenagers. We're going to pray for protection for children. You know, we're just going to be praying the Lord's hand is upon them. We're going to pray for teenagers that every yoke of addiction is destroyed, every wrongful habit, you know, causing them to do things that are wrong. We're going to pray in the name of Jesus and the gospel of Christ each every teenager. In the, those people in that age bracket, 11 to 19. I'm going to be praying for the hand of God in the name of Jesus. We're going to be praying in the name of Jesus that the Lord rest upon them. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ is upon them in the name of Jesus. That they come to know Jesus at that tender age in the name of Jesus. The Bible says, it says, you have known the Holy Scriptures as a child which is able to make you wise. Can we pray for children and teenagers right now? For the light of the gospel of Jesus to shine upon them. In the name of Jesus, we pray for protection. We pray for safety. We pray for preservation. We pray for the knowledge of God's word. In the name of Jesus, we break every evil habit. In the name of Jesus, we silence the voice of the accuser over them. In the name of Jesus, we pray, oh God, for teenagers ages 11 to 19. We pray for grace. We pray for grace. We pray for wisdom. In the name of Jesus. Father, we give you praise. We Father, we give you praise. Leave la plato zublekate, le blado zublekate, sha. Vlam lado bleki liepelia ka zublekate. Velamano plokoto zublekate, ziliepelia ke sha blakata. Vlesi pleti se liepelia kete. Vovokopo zublekate. Thank you, Heavenly Father. In Jesus' matchless name, we are prayed. Can we hear me? Hello, church. <clears throat> Hello, church. Hello, I can hear you, sir. All right. Okay, fantastic. All right, then. Thank you very much. Let's get into the word. Praise the name of the Lord. I want to say a big thank you to the person. Pastor, Pastor David, for the 
privilege opportunity to, you know, bring God's word. But this message was actually, you know, inspired by one of Pastor Dan's teaching. You know, I asked the teaching on on the overflow conference. That's day two of the overflow conference. You know, the, the, the Bible says in Mark chapter 4 and 24, it says, and he said to them, be careful what you are hearing. The measure study you give to the truth you hear will be the measure of better knowledge that comes back to you and more besides will be given to you. So as I, as I began to study and just meditate upon, you know, what Pastor shared during the conference in day two, you know, and um, as I began to study and just meditate, the Lord began to show me, you know, some other dimensions that um, that I will be, you know, privileged to bring this um, particular evening. So thank you, Pastor, for um, always, you know, just uh, always, you know, letting the Lord use you in such a way that we all can, you know, be wonderful beneficiaries. God bless your heart, yes, sir. All right, so I'll be sharing this evening on what I've titled The Seven Places of Prayer. <clears throat> the Seven Places of Prayer. That's what I'll be, I'll, I'll be, I'll be teaching on this uh, particular evening as we delve into, you know, as we just expound again, you know, the, the teaching series of prayer. Jesus began to say in Luke chapter 18 and verse 1, he says, and men always ought to pray. I'm not a faith. Men always all to pray and not to faith. I've said it before that the, the man that is not praying is fainting. The opposite of, of, of not praying in the kingdom is not prayerlessness as well. It is fainting. The man who is not praying is fainting. That's why the, the Bible says in, 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 in Proverbs chapter 24, Proverbs chapter 24, it says, if you faint in the day of adversity, your strength is small. When you try to juxtapose that with Isaiah chapter 20 and 31, it says, they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. So, if we try to marry all the scriptures together, alright, Luke chapter 18 verse 1, he spake the Bible to this end that men always ought to pray and not to faint. In Proverbs chapter 24, he says, you know, that if you faint in the day of adversity, your strength is small. So there's a, there's a correlation between, you know, prayer, between fainting and between strength. So a man who is fainting simply is revealing the fact that his strength is small. And what gives you strength is prayer. Okay, we can liken a man who is not praying is like a phone without a battery, without a, without um, that has a weak battery life. All right, so he's always tired, he's always drained. Okay, he tries to charge it himself of, with programs, with church activities, and all of that. But he finds out that every time he's always drained of power, he's always drained of strength, he's always drained of energy. What gives you strength? What gives you capacity? To push, you know, not to faint when life's challenges and life circumstances beckon is this mystery called prayer. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. So we are just going to be looking at um, the seven places of prayer through 
you know, the tabernacle of Moses. That's what I've called the seven places of prayer. Through the, the, the seven places of prayer are things I'm going to be sharing through the tabernacle of Moses. Can we put up the image of the tabernacle of Moses? Let's, um, let's, let's, let's look at something. Now, Pastor Dami has taught this extensively, but we're just going to be looking at this, you know, from the point, from the focal point of prayer. So, the tabernacle of Moses has what we call the seven places, the, 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 the seven parts, the seven dimensions, or you can call the, 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 the seven revelations of prayer. So, once you get to the tabernacle of Moses, the first thing you first see is the gate. You move from the gate, you get to the altar of sacrifice. You move from the altar of sacrifice, you get to the lava. From there, you get to the the you 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 get to the holy place where you find the lampstand to your left, all right, the, the the table of showbread to your right, and the table of incense in front of you. Then you have the ark of covenant. Those are the seven places, you know. Those are the seven you know points you we find in the tabernacle of Moses, and all of those things are very 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 powerful significance in the New Testament where prayer is concerned. Hallelujah. Now, the first point is the gate. Is the gate. Jesus said in Luke in John chapter number 10 and 9, he said, yes, I'm, I'm, I'm reading from my choice of translation for John chapter 10 and 9 is NLT. NLT says, yes, I am the gate. Those who come in through me will be saved. Wherever they go, they will find pasture. I am the gate. So the gate in the tabernacle of Moses was, a, was, was pointing directly to Jesus. Now, please watch this. I don't listen again. On that gate, God instructed Moses to have four colors on that gate. On that gate, the, that is the, 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 the gate leading to the tabernacle. God instructed Moses have four colors on the gate. And the first color we find is the purple color. There's the purple color. There's the white color. There is the red color. And there is the blue color. Alright? So, God instructed Moses that the, you, you can find out in Exodus chapter 27 and 16. The instruction was have four colors on the gate. The first color was purple. The second color was scarlet. The third was white. And the fourth was blue. Those were the colors the Lord, God, instructed Moses to have the gate of the tabernacle. Alright? And um, the purple is a representation of Jesus. The purple color is a representation of Jesus as, as, as the king of kings. Alright? Because if you read John chapter 19 and 2, when Jesus was being crucified, the Bible says that, you know, they placed the thorns of the, 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 the crown of thorns upon his head and they placed around, around about him a purple robe. So, the purple color was the representation of Jesus as the king of kings. Watch this. The white color was a representation of Jesus as the man, 
as the man. So the purple was Jesus as the king. The white was Jesus as the man. The scarlet was Jesus as the savior. And the blue was the representation of Jesus as the son of God. So at the entry of the gate of the tabernacle of Moses, the first revelation you see there is these four colors. Standing for Jesus as the king of kings, the white as the man, the scarlet as the savior, the blue as the son of God. So when you get into the place of prayer, the first revelation God wants you to see is Jesus Christ as the king of kings. When you see Jesus Christ as the king of kings, your response is obedience. What is consistent with a king is obedience. You don't question the king. What God is revealed to you, you know, what Jesus is revealed to you as the king of kings, your natural response is obedience. You see him as Jesus, the man, the king to be obeyed. All right? When you have a revelation of Jesus, you know, in that, in that it says there were purple, there was white, and there was colored, and there was blue. Once you see Jesus as the man, you identify with him. In prayer, those revelations are dawned on you. You see Jesus as not just, you know, not just that thing that, you know, a preacher is preaching about in church. But there's a revelation to you as Jesus is the king of kings. And your response to that is that you obey him. Number two, you see Jesus as the man. You identify with him. He says, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ, for it is the power of God. John chapter 1 says, he came unto his own, his own rejected him. But as many as received him to death, he gave power to become the sons of God. Hallelujah. He says, and the word dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory. The word dwelt among us. The word became flesh. Okay? So Jesus is seen as the man. Okay? He's seen as the, the, as, as, as the king of kings. Is seen as the savior. The scarlet color is, is symbolic of Jesus Christ being the savior of the world. And the blue color is symbolic as Jesus Christ being the son of God. Hallelujah. So as the king of kings, my response is that I obey him. As the man, my response is that I identify with him. As the savior, I surrender to him. In the place of prayer, there is a surrender. Hallelujah. There's a surrender. That is, you're not holding anything back from God anymore. There is no, there is, there, there is nothing holding you back. That's the first revelation we find at the gate. Praise the name of the Lord. I surrender to thee. As the Son of God, I worship you. Four revelations at the gate, just as the gate. We've never even gotten across that gate. We are still at that gate, and there is already, you know. A definite revelation about Jesus from the gate. He says, I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life. And now he says, I am the gate. That gate is Jesus. Being four colors, the four colors, the king of kings. The second one being the man, the savior, the son of God. And I said, as the king of kings, my response is I obey. As the man, my response is I identify with him. As the savior, I surrender him. And as the Son of God, I worship Him. This is the first revelation of prayer. The first you we get in prayer. So, 
this, when you get into prayer, it's not, you know, if you are in personal prayer, it's not just the time for you to just start, you know, speaking in other bones. There's a point where you're just waiting and there's this revelation about Jesus as the King of Kings. It becomes real to you. Praise the name of the Lord. So the first reality we find in this tabernacle is that gate. Is that gate. And that gate is Jesus. And there are four dimensions about the gate. The King of Kings, the Man, the Savior, and the Son of God. Praise the name of the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. After the gate, we proceed to the to to the to the second place of prayer, which is the altar of sacrifice. Which is the altar of sacrifice. This is so symbolic because at this point in prayer, the work of the cross becomes real to you. In prayer, in prayer, the work of the cross, the present altar of sacrifice, it becomes real to you. The blood of Jesus begins to wash you, cleanse you. Purge your conscience. When you begin to sing song, revelation is brought in the place of prayer. And in the place of prayer, you know, the cross becomes real. You suddenly discover what Christ did on that cross called Calvary. It becomes real to you. Because at this point, every word you utter becomes real. You know, you're not just speaking from your, from your head. It has not gotten to your heart. The work of the cross becomes suddenly real and definite. Hallelujah. You know, it is impossible to pray without walking in the river of the blood. There is this blood that just overwhelms you, that just washes you. You know, the blood of Jesus is, is so powerful that, you know, the Bible says it speaks better things. The blood is speaking on your behalf, sanctification. The blood is speaking on behalf of justification. The blood is speaking on behalf of healing, deliverance, and peace. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The blood of Jesus always speaking. Speaking on your behalf. Speaking on your behalf. In the, in, in the law court, there is something wrong. Hallelujah. Can you see me? Oh, goodness. Hallelujah. Are we still here? All right, fantastic. Now, in, in, in the court, there is the judge will ask the witness, what do you plead? Do you plead guilty or not guilty? All right? And the defender will plead guilty or not guilty depending on the charge against. So, when you plead the blood of Jesus, all right, you are you, you are saying I'm not guilty. <laughs> All right, you are. It's a plea. It's a plea. It's a, and it, it it has a, a legal consequence. All right. So when I come and I say I plead the blood, I plead the blood. There is something happening in the realm of the spirit when you plead the blood of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. You know. The blood of Jesus goes to the root of sin and takes that sin consciousness. It takes away that thing that causes men to sin. The blood of Jesus goes right into that thing and removes it literally. Hallelujah. Hebrews chapter 9, 13 to 14. It says, For if the blood of bulls and goats and the ashes of an ephah 
speaking the unclean, sanctified for the purifying of the flesh, how much more shall the blood of Jesus Christ, who through the eternal spirit offered himself without spot to God, cleanse your conscience from dead works to serve the living God. Hallelujah. So in prayer, you plead the blood. It's a revelation. You, you plead the blood. It's a revelation. That, that's one of the ways you can, you know, release, you know, the, the, you can release the inherent power of your inner man is by the blood of Jesus. How you activate the blood of, you know, how you, you, you activate the blood, you activate the name of Jesus, it becomes powerful, it becomes potent in the place of prayer. That's the second place, that's the second revelation of prayer. The first revelation is Jesus Christ as the King, the Savior, all right, the man and the Son of God. And I told you your response to that is that you obey him, you identify with him, you surrender to him, and you worship him. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. I wish I could, you know, go beyond this, but uh, uh, something's happening right here. But uh, the Lord is my friend. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. David said something. He says, purge me. He says, purge me, Lord. He said, meaning, go to the root of sin and, you know, and, and make me white as snow. He says, purge me, Lord, purge me, Lord, purge me, Lord. Okay? David said that prayer consistently over and over and again. He was referencing the blood. <laughs> Even though it was not even that dispensation, but he understood it. Hallelujah. The third revelation of the third place of prayer is the lava. Praise the name of the Lord. The lava was, you know, was um, uh, uh, basically used up. You know, by the priests in the tabernacle to wash their hands and their feet. The lava is a is a symbol of the word of God, a symbol of the word of God, a symbol word. So, in the place of prayer, you must you must release the word of God back to God. Even when you're doing prayer, you are just making very repetitions and you are not quoting God's word back to Him. You are just having a good time, literally. Prayer is not complete without the release, without the effulgence, without the fragrance of the word of God. Back to the Lord. Hallelujah. All right. The, 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 the Bible we understand is God talking to man. Prayer is man talking to God. Both are two, you know, they are like two sides of the same conversation. Fellowship is a two street. It's not just one way. Hallelujah. So this is why reading the Bible will definitely ignite prayer. And prayer opens up the Bible to you. I'll say that again. Reading the Bible ignites prayer. And prayer opens up the Bible to you. Praise the name of the Lord. So in prayer, all right, you, your, 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 your prayer becomes controlled by the promises of God. In prayer, your, 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 your rendition, you know, your, your utterances becomes controlled by the promises of God, not by situations, not by circumstances. Praise the name of the Lord. Your prayer becomes controlled by the promises of God. He said, this is the confidence that we have. That if we ask anything in his name, he hears us. You know, you begin to quote the scriptures back unto the Lord. I will not die but live to declare the work of the Lord in the land of the living. Praise the name of you begin to release the promises of God back unto the Lord. He says they did not gain the land, all right, by their swords or by their own arm, you know, but the light of your countenance, you favor them 
begin to release the promise of God back onto God. That happens in the place of prayer. Amen and amen. Amen and amen. So the first revelation, the first place of prayer, the gate which is Jesus, all right, the person of Jesus. The second place is his blood. The third place of prayer is his word. When your, 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 your prayer is controlled not by circumstances, not by situations, but, the, but what the word of God has said about that situation, about that circumstance, that's what you quote, back unto the Lord. Hallelujah. When you proceed from the lava, we'll find the lampstand. Praise the name of the Lord. We'll find the lampstand. Now, what the lampstand? The lampstand is it's an illumination. In prayer, there's an illumination that happens in your mind. Okay? It's in prayer that you, you, you begin to think like God. You begin to 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 have his desire. That's how you download his thought. What's the Lord saying about this dispensation? What's the Lord saying about this hour? What's the Lord saying about the future? What's the Lord saying about his, his local church? You get this thing via prayer. The lampstand illumination of the mind. Your mind is illuminated through prayer. God's thought becomes your thought. You you can pick the impulses of the spirit. All right. Through prayer, that's the fourth revelation, that's the fourth place of prayer, the lampstand. You can pick the impulses of the spirit. You know what God is saying for time. You know what God is saying about your neighbor. All right? You, you're, you're just speaking these impulses by the spirit of God. By the spirit of God. Father Lord, by the spirit of God. Can we just pray for a minute? Can we just pray for a minute? Can we just pray? Can we pray? Can we just spend some time praying right now? Ziblato sublekete rebedish de gilia pariacata. Ezublekato rekete zelebato kapatalaba. Oh, Father Lebedosha blackata. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Thank you, Heavenly Jesus. We give you praise. In Jesus' name. Amen and amen. The lampstand. The fifth revelation or the fifth place of prayer is the table of showbread. Praise the name of the Lord. There is a point you get in prayer where you become one with the Lord. You, 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 you are literally changed by the Lord. You know, he said, as behold, we are changed into the steps of image from glory to glory. All right, so that showbread is where we, we partake of the Lord. Literally, you know, there is a there is there is a joining. All right, there is a uniting. All right, where we are like, you know, where we have become the flesh of his flesh, the bone of his bone. We become vital, connected to Jesus in the place of prayer. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So this, the, 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 the showbread, okay, is like coming into union, into participation with the Lord. In prayer, that's what happens in prayer. There's a union, it's like, you know, there's a oneness. That happens with the believer when we spend time to pray. When we spend time to pray. When we spend time to pray, Jesus shines through you. It's a shining form. It's a shining form because you are, you, you are partaking. You are eating of that show bread. You are eating of that show bread. There is a transformation in his presence. You know, 
when you eat of that showbread, we know whether you are coming from his body or not. We can tell whether a man has lived in the, in the presence by this showbread because you have become one with the Lord. You know, when we see you, we see Jesus. When Stephen began to speak in Acts of Apostles chapter 7, and he began to speak and began to speak, you know, suddenly the Bible says his face began to shine. There was a shining forth. He had stayed in the presence of God. He had cabana for his presence. He had become one with the Lord literally. And his face began to, you know, you know, began to shine before the light of the of of, of, of the the light of the of the word of God. Praise the name of the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. So it's a union. There's an effulgence that happens in the place of prayer. This takes place. Trying to rush now. Is the table of incense very powerful? Very powerful. The table of incense. The table of incense speaks of intercession. So at this level of prayer, your your prayer is not oh God give me give me give me give me give me. You're not just about the give me give me give kind of Christian anymore. The table of incense is that you are interceding for other people. You are interceding for nations. So you are not just concerned about your needs, but you are concerned about the needs of other people. You are praying for the family. You are praying for your neighbors. All right, you are praying for the salvation of souls. You are praying for the evangelists in the field. You are releasing an incense of intercession to God. Ezekiel chapter twenty-two and thirty. God said, "I, I, 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 I was searching, perhaps if I can find a man who will stand in the gap for me." You know. Concerning the nation, he said, But I found none. The way Jesus came into the world was through two pieces, Simeon and Anna, interceding day and night for the Lord Jesus to come. For the Lord Jesus to come. Simeon and Anna, you know, spend their entire days, their entire time, you know, their, their entire um, being, praying. Interceding for the Lord Jesus Christ of the world. Hallelujah. Do you know that the only thing that Jesus Christ, the highest ministry of Jesus today, is intercession? The Bible says that he forever needs to make the intercession for us. The highest ministry of Jesus Christ today is intercession. The highest ministry of the Holy Spirit today is intercession. So when you intercede, you are partaking of the ministry and call of both Christ Jesus and the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. You are partnering with Christ. You are partnering with the Holy Spirit. Intercession. Intercession. You know, so it's not about me. It's not about, um, about what I can get. It's not about, you know, how to, you know, play, how to get a new car, how to, you know, how to buy new clothes and all of those things that people pray for, how to get married, which is very wonderful. But in the seas, you partner with the Lord Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit, to establish the mind of the Father on the earth. Intercession. Intercession is the highest ministry of Jesus, the Son of God, today. And intercession is the highest ministry of the Holy Spirit on the earth today. So when you intercede for people, you are coming to a ministry, you are uniting yourself. With both the Christ Jesus and the Holy Ghost in establishing the will of the Father. Praise the name of the Lord. Praise the name of Jesus. 
And the seventh plate of prayer is the Ark of Covenant. The Ark of Covenant speaks of the Shekinah glory of God. When you find the literal presence of the Lord Jesus, when you find the presence of the Lord, the glory of God, the glory of God, you know, in its full weight and essence, is revealed in the Ark of the Covenant. I just want to define to you what glory means. Glory. What, what does that terminology, glory, what does it mean? I wrote it down somewhere, trying to locate it. I hope I find it. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. I, glory is defined here as the, the personification of Christ's personality. Look at that. The portrayal of his presence, the manifestation of his ministry, the revelation of his reality, the conveying of his character, the performing of his purpose, and the revelation of his grace, goodness, and greatness. That's the definition of glory. So when you get to this place, you have all of these things. There's the goodness of God. There's the grace of God. There's the, there's the greatness of God. All right? There's the conveyance of the character of God in your life. That's the weight of his glory. There's the personification of his personality in your life. There's the portrayal of his presence. There's the manifestation of his ministry. The glory of God. So, the first revelation of prayer, let's do a quick recap, is that you connect with God, you connect with Jesus. The second place is that you connect with His Word. The third place you unite with His Word. The fourth place you unite with His mind. The fifth place you unite with Him in the depth of spirit. The sixth place you unite to His call and ministry. The seventh place you unite with His glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. These are the seven places of prayer. These are the seven places of prayer. And that's why the devil tries and makes sure that believers don't get to this place. He tries to distract, you know, and brings all kinds of things to distract people from coming into this revelation of prayer. You know, and I, I discovered that you cannot truly, you cannot truly pray until God pulls you there. Until God pulls you there. Songs of Solomon chapter one and four. He says, "Draw me, and I will run unto you. Draw me, and I will run unto you." Psalms eighty and eighteen. He says, "We will never turn our back on you. Breathe light into our lungs so we can shout to the that best translation." And that translation says, "Quicken me, O Lord, I will call upon your name." And that translation says, revive us, O God, I will return upon your name. Hallelujah. So there's a drawing forth. There's a drawing forth. As I'm teaching, as God, what is being released, God is moving you into that place called the secret place. God is beckoning on you to be saved. You have been sleeping enough. You have, you have chatted enough. You have, you, you have done too many things enough. It's time into the place called the spirit place. One of the most powerful spirit of prayer, you know, in the, in, in the Bible, I believe, is chapter 28, verse 7 and 8. The Bible says, it says, there is a path which no power In essence, the secret place is so secret that even the devil does not know that this. 
The secret place is so secret. A demon cannot, cannot come near. He says there is a path with no power, no power of the representation of demons and evil with and precipices and powers. He said there is a path with no power, no way. And with no fortress I had not seen. He said the land's wealth have not thrown in it. Not the fierce line, that is the devil himself, cannot pass by it. It's the place of the most high God. The day that God is the secret of the most high shall, shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. The secret place. The secret place of the most high. So in this season, in this dispensation, there is a drawing forth. There is a calling forth into the secret place. There is a calling forth to spread words with God, to tabernacle with God, to break the agenda of God on earth. I told you that the ministry of intercession is the highest ministry of, of the Lord Jesus Christ to be there. The ministry of intercession is the highest ministry of the Holy Spirit to be on earth. So when you intercede, when you get to this place, you are partnering with the Lord Jesus. You are partnering with the Holy Spirit to establish the mandate of God upon the earth. Hallelujah. And we understand that one thing that will prevent us from getting into this secret place is the flesh. Is the flesh. So seeking the Lord, you know, praying and all of those things is a means of breaking out of the flesh into the spirit. Because the flesh has many layers. The flesh has many layers. It says, let us lay aside every weight. Every weight. There is that weight. That, there is that thing that so easily beset people. Okay, so the flesh has many layers, but as you get into the place of prayer, those layers are being destroyed. When you read Romans chapter number seven, there's emphasis on I, 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 I. Okay, oh, I can't, um, I, I, I want to serve the Lord, but uh, I can't because there's a whole lot of emphasis on I, 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 you know, I, me, and myself in Romans chapter seven. But when you get to Romans 8, there's an emphasis on the Spirit. The Spirit, the Spirit, the Spirit, the Holy Ghost, the Holy Ghost. Okay? Likewise, the Spirit Himself makes intercession for us with groaning which cannot be altered. There's an emphasis on the Spirit in Romans 8. There's an emphasis on, 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 on the human being, on the human person in Romans 8. So the cure to the problems and the dilemma of Romans chapter is Romans chapter 8. And Romans chapter 8 speaks of the spirit. And now you get into the spirit is through prayer. Praise the name of the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. So as you wait in the presence of Jesus, the layers of the flesh are being destroyed. They are being destroyed. You're breaking forth, you know, the layers of the flesh, they are being destroyed. As you tabernacle, as you stay more, more, much more. In the presence of Jesus, praise the name of the Lord. Father, we give you praise. Father, we give you praise. Father, we give you praise. Oh, glory to Jesus in the highest. So these are the seven places of prayer. These are the seven places of prayer. Number one, we connect with Jesus. And I told you that our response at that level is obedience, is identification, is surrender. Is worship. That's the first place. I will traverse to the second place, the third place, the fourth place, the fifth place, the sixth place, and the seventh place. This 
8.46. Normally, we ought to spend the next 20 minutes praying. So we're just going to spend the next 15 minutes in the place of prayer. With this understanding, I want you to lift your voice wherever you are out loud. I just begin to pray in other things. We're just going to do that for two minutes. I'm just going to leave us in a particular prayer direction. But right now, just lift your voice and just, and just, and just pray in other things. Let this word sink into you. Let this word stick into you. Can we just go ahead and begin to pray in other things? You can, you know, unmute yourself and just pray out loud. Pray out loud. Let the devil know that you've come. Into that place called the secret mission. Leave Lado Bledo so black at can we unmute ourselves and begin to pray on the phone if it's comfortable we can pray we can pray if Six and verse five. The Bible is speaking of the man called Uzziah. There is something that I want to do us in here. Second Chronicles chapter 26 and verse five. Can we still hear me? I'm not getting it back. Second Chronicles chapter 26 and five. Can we just put it up on the group chart? The Bible speaks of the man called Uzziah that as long as he sought the Lord. The Lord made him to prosper. Second Chronicles chapter 26 and verse 5. Are we still together? Can I get a response? Fantastic. All right. He sought God during the days of Zechariah. We instructed him in, in fear of God. As long as he sought the Lord, God gave him success. As long as he sought the Lord, God gave him success. The success we seek in our lives, in our businesses, in our nation, is found in seeking the Lord. Hallelujah. Our safety is on our knees. As long as a man can spend his time on his knees, he is guaranteed safety. He is guaranteed safety. Let everybody be shouting, oh, there's a casting down, there's this happening there, there is tumor, there's war, there's something. As long as a man can find himself on his knees in prayer, he is safe. Our safety, our security is not in our intelligence, it's not in our wisdom, it's not in our degrees, it's not in what we can conceive in our mind. Our safety is found, you know, in seeking the Lord. He said, as long as he sought the Lord, the Lord made him to prosper. The Lord made him to prosper. I like us to pray again for the for the souls of men. The Lord that men come into the saving knowledge of Jesus. Let's pray again for the continent of Asia. That came so strong upon me this week. The Lord that the Lord received the continent of Asia. The Lord will save the continent of Africa. The Lord will save Europe. 
every continent of the world is filled with the knowledge of the gospel of the Jesus Christ. As the water covers the sea, Liblato Sublake Shiliake Eria Pata, Zembele Katol Blekilie Perikata, Zimbrokoto Bekete. Jesus Sheblat Bleti Ziblekete Ziliapariakata, Menno Brokoto Zubleketeleaba. Father, we give you praise. Oh God, we honor your name, O God. Let men come to the Savior of God. Every change of darkness, every change of blindfold, O God. Let such blindfolds be taken away. Ika bambra kato zuble katar regedelebo. Azuble the saving knowledge of Christ Jesus the saving knowledge of Christ Jesus let every blindfold be removed today we cast down every eye thing every imagination everything that is exalting itself against the knowledge of God Every veil, those veil be taken away. Let the power of God be reflected. Let the dimension of the grace of God come. The dimension of the power of God that brings salvation unto all nations. Let it appear. To the people in Asia, to the people in Father, we exalt your holy name, O God. Thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' name, name, we are prayed and received. Wow, what a word. For more messages, connect with our tribesmen across all social media platforms at Powerpoint Tribe.